Hey everyone, welcome to Locked On Lakers for Thursday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky, Jeannie Buss speaks. What did she say? That's next. You are Locked On Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcasts. It's always going to be free, Andy. It's never going to be behind a paywall. If anybody says it is, you're being scammed. It's a, you're on the wrong podcast. Locked On Lakers on YouTube, where you can go to hang out with nearly 21,000 subscribers uh, who have all been great about leaving comments, engaging with every show. Uh, we are going into that comment section every day looking for stuff to to talk about um we're getting real close to training camp Andy. you know uh the the it occurred to me um that i was like god bleep man this is this off season's taken forever and it's because i'd gotten used to you know the the covid calendar where we've had these last you know this is the first like full full off season that the nba has had in you know, a couple of years, right? Last no. year wasn't it? Last, Last year was the full one. Yes, it was. Hmm. Well, it's still taking a while. And so I just, it, we, we're getting real close and I'm getting real excited. Um, but uh, also to housekeeping note, the big guest that we promised um, had to reschedule for today. We are looking at Friday, which would be Monday's show, but we are still uh, planning on bringing that to you uh, and we'll tell you who it is. Once we're done. Um, so Jeannie Boss, Andy, uh, had some interesting things to say on a podcast because that's where it happens now these days. Um, it was, uh, this was on the Athletics NBA pod. A lot of it about winning time. Um, but I wanted to actually start with, with some of the stuff that she said about AD. Um, because this got a lot of attention uh, on Thursday uh, and earlier in the week, where she said that uh, Anthony Davis came back from injury, that sort of 20-game stretch where he missed about half in December, most of January, and was arguably the best player in the league for that period. Um, it's I know we don't like you know getting the weeds on this stuff, but it was interesting to kind of hear that because there was a time when we were talking about that too, where the dominance of AD, it was as good as he's looked, I think, you know, as a Laker, like even including, you know, a lot of the play in, in the bubble. Yeah. And it also too, the stakes were, I mean, I'm not going to say they were higher obviously than in the bubble because the bubble, they were competing for a championship, but the stakes were very high in the sense that a, the Lakers were trying to get themselves into the play in mix, then hopefully the playoff mix, but also AD had to do a lot of it without LeBron because you know, LeBron was injured for a lot of the immediate post-trade deadline where you know they're now operating with D'Lo and with Jared Vanderbilt and Beasley. Rui's been there a couple of weeks. And there really was a lot on AD's plate during that period. Um, you know, he, he missed about half of December and most of January and then came back and played at an extremely high level. Like, I, I don't... I neither remember off the top of my head, nor do I have the patience to go through the second half of last season trying to right. figure out who was definitively the best player in the NBA. Like I, I have no problem saying that no matter who you think is actually number one, 
Anthony Davis would have been on the short list of people that would be debated because he played at that level. What was interesting, though, to me, because I it, when when I heard Jeannie say this, I went and looked at AD's splits from basically pre-All-Star break, post-All-Star break. And what jumped out at me is the numbers are damn near identical. Like, I mean, they are really, really close in just about every single category other than AD at the line was about nine percentage points lower. Like, that's right. really the only dis- like real discrepancy in terms of his pre-All-Star break, post-All-Star break stats. And it, it, it made me just wonder about the idea of like how much we've, and we've talked about this many, many times on this show, how much of the way AD gets viewed, talked about, sometimes even by us, has to do with just on-court demeanor and body language and just presentation. Because that's not to say that AD doesn't ever have games where he isn't effect- as effective as others. You know, sure. the, But at the same time, though, the way – the way Jeannie was talking about this and, and the way I know we have talked about how incredible AD was coming back from that injury, you would think that the numbers would reflect that in some way, and they don't. Yeah, I, I mean, yes. Especially without LeBron there for a chunk of it. I think that's true. I think there's a little bit of truth to that, I guess. In the sense that, but there are certainly a lot of athletes to whom that applies, where you say, like, you say, you know, not to go too far back, but like, really mellow sort of never show emotion good bad whatever um guys you know just smash a water cooler do something to to show you even if it's just performative just do it and people will stop bugging you um but there is something i don't think it's just you know if i don't think it's the performance aspect of it with anthony davis where we're noticing the difference there is he, there are few players that I've seen, at least that again, top of the head, you know, kind of as we're doing this while we're talking. There are very few players in any sport that I can think of where 25 points or 75 yards or whatever it is, whatever statistical measurement you're looking at for that athlete in that sport, can you can have the same statistical output and have completely different performances. I feel like Anthony Davis is one of those guys where 25 points more than almost anybody can look completely different. And nine rebounds or 11 rebounds or 14 rebounds can look completely different. The same number from game to game because there there are nights where he puts up 28 and eight and you don't really feel it. And then there are nights where he puts up 28 and 8 and he was just like destroying people all over the floor. Um, And I I do think there is a tangible difference in some of those things to where what he did, because we, we, before he got hurt, we, we kept doing shows like the numbers are fine. The performance isn't good enough. What Anthony Davis is doing is not good enough. And he came back from that injury and we all agreed that what he was doing was good. Enough. Right. And, to, and, and look, I, I don't think that it's purely about window dressing or whatever. I, I, I agree with you. That's too much. But there are times, and again, we've talked about this before, where I wonder if we are confirmation biasing ourselves at times when it comes to the way that we talk about AD. And 
we've sort of decided that this is a thing and therefore we are more susceptible to notice that thing because it's the thing that we've decided is there and to watch. Okay, let's let's stick on this because I think what you're talking about is kind of important and gets to the the sort of the frustration that is AD. And so we'll we'll do all of that next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Jace Medical. And if the last few years with the pandemic, various natural disasters, other unforeseen emergencies have taught us anything, it's that we should expect the unexpected. Everyone should feel empowered to take care of themselves and their loved ones when it feels like the world has gone completely sideways. And that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use, gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication emergency, Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery, ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. And you can save more than 360 bucks by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional 20 bucks off by using the code locked on at the checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com, promo code locked on. Well, I think what we're getting at here, that is, I, I, you are correct. We are kind of trained at this point to wait for something disappointing with Anthony Davis, whether that is. Um, injury, mostly I think it's injury. Just the, the assumption that no matter how good things are going, at some point he's going to get hurt and ruin it. That it's too um, good to be true a lot of times with AD. Right, and it's a defense mechanism, I think, as a fan as much as anything. I mean, it's obviously frustration. Well, but like, I was going to say, it, with AD, it's not like people are fretting that the bottom's going to fall out with injury in, in spite of the fact that he plays 82 games every year. Right, no, that's what I'm saying. It, that's why <laughs> yeah. I call it a defense mechanism because you kind of know it's coming. And you, you know, if I believe that this is the time that it's going to be different and AD is not going to get hurt at, at an important moment, um, then shame on me. So what I'm going to do is gird myself for the for the worst outcome. And and if it doesn't happen, great. Um, you know, I, I will be pleasantly surprised. But I also think even despite what he did in, in 2020 and the performance in Orlando and you know the, the clutch moments and the, the great playoffs and all that, he is still one of those guys who is more defined. And I, this is where I do think it's unfair. Um, and we, I think we actually did a show about this um, either earlier in the summer or at the end of the season. Um, I think he is unfairly defined about by the things that you don't like about him. You know, the old Max Kellerman uh, thing is one of the smartest things I think Max ever said when we, when we would work with him. It's like all great players could be even greater. Like, wouldn't it be great if Anthony Davis was even greater than he is and didn't get hurt and he was more consistent? Okay, yes, that would be great. But to focus on the stuff that you're you're not getting from him at the expense of what you are, now that I think is something that we do the Royal we fans, media, whatever, too often with AD at the expense of making sure we give equal time to all the stuff that he does do. Well, there, there also too is, and I, I know this is something that I've mentioned a lot, there is a burden on AD that 
comes with what he signed up for and he's very handsomely compensated. So I don't have sympathy would not be the word that I would use, but I, I at least try to be you know, cognizant of it. Empathy, maybe. Not even empathy, just aware. Like a AD needs neither my sympathy nor my empathy. He's doing just fine. If anything, I need his. He's <laughs> AD is doing far better in this world than I am. So, you know, but like there is an extra burden that gets placed on Anthony Davis and affects the prism that we look through in evaluating AD in that he's playing alongside LeBron, who is at a phase in his career where he needs more help. And there are nights where AD doesn't bring, you know, the top 10 to 15% of his game in the same way that all stars have those nights where they don't bring that 10 to 15%. But usually on contending teams, there's at least one more other superstar that can pick up that slack and play at the top 10 to 15% of their game, and it'll work through that night. The Lakers and Lakers fans, and I think even LeBron himself, don't want LeBron to have to dig into that 10 to 15% right. on a regular basis because there's only so many times you can go digging there. At this stage of his career, age 39, entering season, he'll be in season 21 then. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want LeBron to have to go to that well. So every time it feels like AD doesn't give you everything you could possibly want, it feels like LeBron has to do more. And again, on one hand, this is the deal AD signed up for, but it is an unusual setup when it comes to two superstars together. It is. It's pretty um, singular. And, and I think by I think by now... People thought, and in, in to go back to our favorite um, sports metaphor, the baton would have been passed. Mm -hmm. That this would be have this would be Anthony Davis would have ascended by now into the sort of alpha position on this team, um, just because of the natural age and the you know the you know the the, the talent level and all that. He's in his prime, right? And I, I think that ignores two things. First of all, LeBron isn't evolving as fast as I think some people thought he might. The injury stuff is real, but it's no really no worse than Anthony Davis, so it's hard to, you know, hard to distinguish it. And when he plays, he's still elite. So that part of it, and then, you know, it, as long as he's playing at an elite level, then he's going to be the center of, of, of your team's orbit and your team's universe. So I, I, that was probably an unfair an unrealistic expectation. It, but I, I, I think it's because too. He's he is so freakish, meaning Anthony Davis, that when he is at you know one you know operating at peak performance, it it jumps out in ways that other stars don't. Um, because it is just so weird looking and like it, he looks like an alien and like he's doing stuff that, you know, blocking a shot here, finishing, you know, dunking at the other end, you know, contesting on a, on a, uh, at the basket and then closing out and blocking a three pointer, like on the, like on the same two possessions, like we saw those clips going around. And so it's not like when Luca, 
goes on a heater or something like that. It, you know, that stuff's amazing. The only thing I can kind of compare it to is like Steph or something like that, where you just watch this guy hitting shot after shot of shot, bombing from 60 feet. Like all, and like, and so to the point where like, if he misses three in a row, you're like, what's, what's that? Like what's going on here? Like, there isn't really an uh, really much of an analog for AD at the top of his game. So when you don't see it, it looks really different. Well, the other thing too, and I, I'd never thought about this before, but it it might be in certain respects. And again, I want to make it clear: AD should be held to a very high standard. He absolutely needs, he needs to play at a very high standard. And there are times when I think it legitimately feels like his stamp has not been put on a game in the way that it needs to. But that Absolutely. said, and I never thought about this before, but AD on defense where he is pretty rock solid, consistent, pretty yeah. rock solid, one of the best defensive players in the league and maybe the most complete defensive player in the entire NBA like in terms of all the different things he can do defensively right. and affect a game on that end. He's also incredibly dynamic when he affects things defensively. So sometimes his offense is naturally going to get compared to the defense and the aesthetics of it and like the overall dy you know, dynamic nature of it. There are times where AD might be just fine on that end, but it looks underwhelming compared to what you're seeing. It's an, on the other it's end. an interesting point. And I think if you combine that with the fact that we just don't care about defense as much because it's harder. I mean, some of the stuff we see, right. And some of the stuff we see Anthony Davis do is, is obvious. Like you don't have to be a, a, a basketball coach to see some of it, but some of it you kind of do, you know, like his impact on things and the way he moves and being three steps further along or like the way he shuts down a drive like those actually do require sometimes a little bit of expertise to understand it just and we just don't it defense is hard right. and so we focus on offense because it's much easier to understand and much easier to see and he isn't as spectacular uh on that side of the ball um you're right it just aesthetically it's it's a really interesting point. i mean he look there are times where ad takes over offensively and you're like Damn. Dang. Yeah. But it but it's it's, it's more because of the variety again and a guy doing stuff at seven feet tall. Right. Yeah. It, again, none of this is to say that people shouldn't be holding AD to a standard because he need they they need him to play exceptionally mm -hmm. well if they're going to be a contender in the same way all teams that want to win a championship need their superstars to much more often than not be superstars. It's just Jeannie's comments about AD got us both just thinking about the way we think about AD and talk yeah. about AD. And it, it really was kind of pronounced to me when I looked at those splits. I'm like, wow, they're the same. They're <laughs> For a guy that often gets talked about, especially too, with some of those counting stats is totally inconsistent. It's like, no, not really. Yeah. It's, it, it was an interesting contrast. I'm glad, glad you looked it up. Um, Jeannie had a couple other things to say. We'll see if we can get to it. But uh, Damian Lillard had things to say about the, the Lakers and the bubble title, um, which I cannot believe we're still arguing about this stuff, but we'll, we'll argue about it more next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Bird Dogs, and they are the makers of shorts and pants that feature the future of comfort built-in underwear, stitched Inside the pants or shorts, almost like a layer of boxer brief that are at one with the clothing. They call it Comfort Kingdom, and you can rule this land 
in your bird dogs. You can look better, feel better wearing your bird dogs. The stretchy fabrics make my legs, your legs, everyone's legs look great. And they are comfier than other shorts or pants because they're not made from the typically stiff, restricting cotton that's in most leg wear that makes your legs feel like they are in prison. Bird dogs feature cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches. It's liberating, like if you are escaping from prison. And they're also versatile. You can wear the same pants or shorts on a golf course, on a work meeting, on a date, even visiting someone in prison because you feel great. <laughs> that person doesn't, but you feel fantastic. And all on the same day because they are designed not to stink. Um, I've worn my bird dogs several days in a row, zero odor. Including when you escape from prison me. because they're the kind of comfort you need to be able mm -hmm. to pull off that yeah. sort of maneuver. You should. You should send somebody in prison <laughs> the bird dogs. The bird they dogs will. and a file. <laughs> Go to birddogs.com backslash locked on NBA or enter the promo code locked on NBA at the checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash bird dogs for like a million <laughs> cigarettes. If you wanted to, <laughs> well, they must really appreciate this read. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA for a free water bottle at the checkout. Get yourself some bird dogs. All right, so uh, Lillard, Damian Lillard's been making news um, with all the, you know, the trade and the, is he being, is, is, is Portland being fair to him? Are they treating him right? Are they treating him wrong? Are they doing dirty by him? All these other things that I don't frankly care about. Um, but he did have something to say uh, on, I think it was the Bleacher Report podcast. Everybody's too many podcasts. I'm not sure. I thought... I don't know, actually. I, I'm not even sure I have the right name of this podcast, so I don't want to say it. He he was on a podcast with what seemed like 20 guests. <laughs> like it was like it was like the Wu Tang Clan of podcasts. There's like 15 right. people in the studio. I, I couldn't figure out who the host was, if Dame was the host or if he was a guest, who everyone else was. It was just a lot of people in one room. Mm -hmm. Uh, but he got he 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 made some attention by saying that winning games in the bubble was way easier, and people took that to mean, um, you know, oh no, LeBron's title was was easier. The Lakers' title there was easier. Um, Lillard then went on to clarify because um, LeBron has said that that was you know the one of the one of the hardest titles, two hardest title championships in league history, and the other one you know beating the Warriors. Um, and so Lillard chimed in on his own Twitter feed, which this part I could follow. Braun is right. What I'm saying, uh, when I'm saying what I'm saying, made it easier to play well. We had all the same advantages: no travel, instant recovery options, no home away crowd, no time change, more rest, which means it'll be harder to win the championships. M MFs be pressed. Um, I am. I still can't believe we're debating this. The idea that somehow the Lakers bubble title was easy. You could say it was weird because it was. You could say it was uh, unconventional because it was sort of unsatisfying in some ways because like it felt it was sort of detached from. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, all of those. Okay. All of that I can live with whether you agree. You can't say it was easy. I mean, the idea that I understand that you eliminate travel and for a lot of players, particularly, you know, LeBron, you know, guy, guys who've been doing this for a long time. And, you know, 
maybe even like a Danny Green, Rajon Rondo, like some of JaVale McGee, some of the older guys on that team maybe could have benefited in certain respects from not having the travel. But like, for example, the idea of, well, you don't go in a, you don't go in a hostile road environment. You don't, you don't deal with that road crowd. The Lakers had like home court through the entire playoffs. Like if anything, they lost out on an advantage by not having their fans because most, I don't remember off the top of my head what seed they were, but they were maybe two at the lowest. They were high. Like they did really well that season. So they, they lost out. It's not like they were going to have to win three road series in a row to get themselves to the finals or something like that. Like, and they were, they were the one seed, right? They were the one seed. So they, they lose out a lot. And let's be honest, as much as it can be nasty for the Lakers on the road in the playoffs, everywhere the Lakers go, there are a lot of Laker fans. <laughs> like, you know, have, I'll tell you right now, I feel sorry for the Hawks. If the Hawks ever play the Lakers in the finals, it's going to be so it's seven. A seven. It's a seven-game home series for the Lakers. Right. If the La- like, if the Lakers ever play the Kings in the playoffs, I know those fans love their Sacramento Kings. I know they love to get loud. It's going to be a hell of a lot of Laker fans there. Like, yeah. that's just the way that it is. Like, and mentally, it was difficult. We talked to reporters. You know, front we were doing shows, talking with them while they were in the bubble. Everybody there was miserable other than Jimmy Butler, who's a weirdo who started a coffee empire there. Like everybody else could not wait to get the hell out of there. Like LeBron was not shy about saying, I hate it here. Like I hate it here. And, you know, a normal conventional playoff run is really taxing and it's mentally difficult. And sometimes the grind gets to you, but at least you spend part of the time in your own bed, in your own city, just with things being normal, not to mention all the crap that was going on in the world at that time that had everybody, not even just NBA players, but everybody feeling like unsettled and disoriented and upset. Like these were not ideal circumstances to be playing basketball to begin with. It had, had other teams been forced to like, fly six hours like in in a circle or something like that and then return to the bubble like then yes the lakers would have had an advantage like every advantage every team shared the same advantage and lillard's right it stripped away all of the other stuff that that you know typically will give a team like the lakers an advantage i what the what that season was and it shouldn't be confused with advantageous or um you know, somehow cheating the system or whatever it was, it was unrepeatable, which has been sort of the problem for the Lakers since then, is trying to figure out how do we learn lessons that we can apply going forward from the title that we won, like doing what like Denver is doing right now. But like they couldn't, they, the, the circumstances around winning that title could never be replicated. If there is a place where the Lakers... One hopes. God, I know. Where the, the the thing that benefited the Lakers, I suppose, was that they got all of this rest to where Anthony Davis and LeBron James, a younger Anthony Davis and a younger LeBron James, could enter the bubble completely healthy. LeBron was still old. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like thirty five when he entered the bubble. <laughs> but so did everybody, right? So 
it yes, it is a it is a bit of luck for the Lakers, which, which means, by the way, and Dame everyone. said this: you play against the best version of everyone because yes. they got that break in between, and they don't have travel. So, whatever advantages you think came from being in the bubble, everyone got them, and and they rolled through those playoffs. I mean, I realize every five-game series has a game or two where you're like, oh, that could have been closer, this, that. They won 16 games in the playoffs. They lost five. Like, they were so much better than everyone. They throttled the playoffs in the bubble. And they they had been playing really well before the pandemic stopped the season. They'd been playing really well. So I just I, I feel like the, it's sort of the wrong lesson. Like the Lakers have not been able to replicate anything from there because what it is isn't repeatable. But the, the, I, I, the that we're still even kind of debating this question, not us, but like that it's even still a question to me is just stupid, like flat out stupid. I will say this, though. It is worth remembering the Dame wants to go to Miami, wants to be a member of the Heat, come hell or high water. So by praising the Lakers' bubble run, he is also praising the Heat for getting to the finals in the bubble, praising them for being a worthy finals opponent that season. So there is some self-interest at play. I mean, does he he need to butter up the Heat to try to make this happen? No, no, but I'm just saying, like, he, there is a little bit of self-interest in play. I I think he's sincere. Either way, he's actually correct. I'm just saying. Yeah, fair enough. All right, Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to see the show, hang out. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow and uh, hopefully with our special guest for Monday's show. See everybody next time.